Welcome back, everybody. It's episode, what is it now? 13? Mm, oh, we 14. 14. 14. Episode Gosh. 14. Yeah. Yeah. We're just, uh, we're just talking a little bit about the COVID stuff, of course, and um, sort of a new, I don't know, like a new development was this recent Midwifery Today conference up in Oregon. And And how, not baffling, it's not baffling anymore. It's more challenging, I think, than anything. Um, what's, what's kind of going on with the, the sort of compliance of people going along with this thing, even in the midwifery community. And so in brief, what's, what, what happened with the Midwifery Today conference is pe- you know, people were asked to either be vaccinated or to have maybe proof of like negative status before you went in. They're going to swab you at the door and they're going to issue you your very own beautiful N95 mask because they, quote, <laughs> work better. And by the way, I vaporize tobacco and herbs. If, if I had a mask on right now and I took a hit of this, put my mask on and, and exhaled, guess what would happen? A plume of vapor forms around my freaking head. <laughs> right. Go figure that one. Yeah, right. And even in the, like, we think that, like, wearing a surgical mask, uh, it's good enough in surgery. It must protect us from aerosolized particles outside. Like, I've been saying this from the very beginning. How many times have I been in an operating room and my co-surgeon sneezes and I feel the sneeze? Like, you're wearing a freaking mask to prevent your beard hairs and your nose nosebleed and your saliva from drooling out of your mouth into the abdominal cavity not to prevent the aerosolization of stuff generated in my lungs and expelled at 200 miles per hour with a sneeze so it's pure stupidity at this point i don't feel silliness very nice about it and it's not new so yeah midwifery today i don't know what has been going on there with past conferences but they have several a year so i don't think this is new but it was Mm -hmm. new to my knowledge, to your knowledge, we had a bunch of indie birth midwifery school students that were planning on going. Uh, super cool to think about, you know, going to a conference, learning yeah. new things. Well, bam, Pow. that got shut down uh, as soon as it became apparent that the old paradigm is very much at work there. And that is just disappointing, I guess. Maybe I should ad- adjust my expectations. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, shame on you for not adjusting your expe- expectations. Bad right. girl. Yeah. I know. I know. I mean, yeah, I guess I expected more out of people that supposedly believe in the body, that believe in the body for birth and the natural process. I'm just continually shocked. So while it's not new, the shock is still there. And I guess the the feelings about that. Yeah, I think that I think that one of the main um, one of the primary facets of what bugs me about the midwifery today conference and the behavior of midwives everywhere about this COVID thing is yes, we all want to keep people safe. We also are at the front line of trying to convince the conventional medical model and society that home birth is reasonable. We also know that home birth isn't entirely safe. Neither is birthing in a hospital. And some people are going to have more, a greater likelihood of them and their babies being safe if they have a hospital birth. And I would say the same for some people in having a home birth. So mid- midwives have always been this like little bastion of a hope. And it's the reason that I'm so much in support of midwifery care because midwives have, have been the, the, the sort of um, stalwart, the vanguard perhaps of like, hey, do we need to shoot vitamin K into every baby? No, probably not. And so I've learned through the midwifery care model that like, hey, 
every little thing here is going to come with risks. And when you think about taking a perfectly beautiful brand new baby that is working fine, why would we inject something into that baby that is not necessarily coming entirely with good? Perhaps there's some harms there, right? Like that sort of thinking has guided, you know, our conversations around patient care. And that is really the crux of providing midwifery care is why are we messing up a totally normal physiologic process? Well, I don't see any vaccine as any different. And there's a lot of good reasons to have vaccines. I'm not against vaccines entirely. The problem with this whole COVID conversation is masking and social distancing and injecting things. Suddenly, we've, we've wiped away our, our powers of discernment and we just accept that this is an okay thing. And, and one thing I told you before we started recording was, and I don't know who, who said this to me, but um, perhaps even one of our mutual friends, but... It, it's like a, you know, all of the midwives out there that have been living in fear and practicing really out of a place of fear, this gave them an outlet for that fear. Like this lets me do something with my fear. Like, look at how compliant I am. I, I'm not afraid now because I have my mask on and I'm six feet apart and I got an injection, you know, four times because the boosters are so important and blah, 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 blah. Well, what happened to the power of discernment? Like, where is the nuance in the conversation? It's like we've just forgotten that entirely at least some of us have not me and you and not many many midwives who were like midwifery today what the hell are you doing like what is this you know anyways i'm blabbing tell me what's in your heart (laughs) Mm -hmm. no it's a great blab it's not a blab it's just yeah it's just expressing how you feel about this which is important yeah that definitely fear and also i guess i want to say to to midwives in general like aren't we used to being on the fringe? Like, why is that a problem? Right. I mean, we always have been. And like you said, uh, home birth isn't really the norm. So with so much of what we do and how we engage with people, we're used to being different for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. So I just don't understand where all of a sudden this like brainwashed narrative has gotten so many people. And then I think the part that makes me like the most angry really is transmitting that to women and families. I mean, on one hand, I guess they want it if they're hiring those midwives. But you know, I've met many people here at least that are like, oh, like you don't believe in all of that? Like we haven't met a midwife yet that isn't vaccinated and won't wear a mask to our birth. So they don't want that. But they're feeling like, oh, well, that's just the way midwifery has gone. That's that's what we need to do to have a home birth. Um, so that's the part that really gets me because nobody should have to entertain mm-hmm. that in their mm-hmm. own personal space of their home if they really don't agree and they don't want their baby to be greeted by masked figures. I think that's a real legitimate concern. And if I was the birthing mom, yeah, I would I would get I would not hire those people. I would not. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's not even so much a like we, we could even talk about potentially the dangers of being in proximity to people that got the vaccine or whatever sure. else. It, it's more of the, uh, it's more of the. Dare I say it's a sign of character. Yes. When a person acts without tapping in to their intuition and their powers of discernment. In other words. Like, sure, you, you, you know, you wrote that great article about vitamin K and, and the nuances around GBS screening and all this other stuff and the importance maybe even of supporting, let's say, breech birth or whatever. 
but you're going to table the conversation around COVID because, mm-hmm. you know, we all every we need everybody to be safe. Like, well, since when is safety the 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 you know since when is safety as purported by the CDC? What guides you in the way that you counsel your patients? Right, you know, doesn't make sense. So it's almost like it's almost like people kind of showing their colors in some way. And um, I also know a lot of midwives who got the vaccine and now are like in sort of a buyer's remorse period. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, they're like some serious remorse. Like I jumped into this without really thinking about it. Well, your your patients deserve a little bit better than that, you know. And and they're you know. Perhaps there are some people out there that would really benefit from a vaccine. Like, that's not even really what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is you, you can't separate this conversation from the other aspects of what has put you on a pedestal in my eyes as being a, a, a discerning caregiver, you know? Um, so that's how it kind, of, it kind of starts to get me to think about character. Yeah. And I know that that's I know that that's confronting for a lot of people um, because this is such a divisive topic, and it's <laughs> you can't get away from it at any dinner discussion, at any holiday gathering. I get it. I mean, I know that there's a lot of pressures, and if you got the vaccine, it's not like you can unvaccinate yourself. The whole term "unvaccinated" it just occurred to me doesn't make any sense because unvaccinated means you've taken a vaccine away. You're just lacking this device floating around in your blood. That's what you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. The terminology is a whole other podcast, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I know it is. And I'm sure we'll lose some listeners. And, you know, if that's the way it needs to be, that's the way it needs to be. Um, I don't really have a problem with what people do in their own lives. Like, go do it if you want. I don't think that's at all what either of us are saying. Mm-hmm. But to change your practice and, you know, to require things of families you're seeing. I mean, again, that's your prerogative, but it's not that people feel they have tons of choices often around midwifery. So I guess you're forcing people often into a box. And I've heard this, like, I know that this is true. Um, oh, we're going to see the midwife. Oh, she requires we all wear masks in her office. And, and all of this just stupidity that nobody has really like thought about or consented to. Um, and these are people you're supposed to trust for the birth of your baby. These are people that are supposed to be closely connected to you. Mm. These are all like the fat, you know, the foundational beliefs of midwifery. And we're just like, letting them go so that we can conform and I'll, you know, like you said, there might be some outliers there that really have a special situation, but I think generally uh, that's my concern. And now midwifery education, you know, we're looking at conferences and all kinds of things where you really would be looking at these, especially elder midwives, you know, our elders to say, um, we still need to get together. We still need to have connection. We still need to learn. We need to pass on this information to the next generation of midwives. But, you know, that's not happening, at least mm. in some places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blah. Yeah, it's. I think when I started on my path out of the corporate model, that corporate space, I um. I really felt hopeful, and I still do feel hopeful. And actually, for the last several years, I've very, I've actually felt very hopeful that oh, perhaps people are really waking up to not only the importance of like healthy eating and healthy lifestyle, but like the more important things that like connection, like intimacy, like, 
like hugging, like, you know, whatever, taking care of your neighbor, making sure that even if they're a whatever Trump supporter or Biden supporter or whatever, that you're still leading with love and compassion. And this whole, the past 18 months have really devolved into a space where we are more divided than ever. We are less connected than ever. And we're now, I see more people, including so many midwives, now looking up to the powers that be. And it's now not a hospital administrator that's handing down your orders. Like for me, that's the people that I was spiteful of when I was in the system. Other people, it's like they need God. And I mean, like their their Catholic God or whatever to, to give that thing. Or they need some daddy figure in the sky to to sort of ordain, you know, them with the, the powers to be alive or whatever. And um, I was hopeful that people were starting to actually tap into the intuition, to that side of it that has been lacking so much. But then, like, you know, among in, in the past 18 months, people now look to Tony Fauci as, like, the new father figure, you know, to give them the answer, the truth, whatever that is. And that's in the wrong, it's heading in the wrong direction. So I've had, like, a really kind of a roller coaster of, mm. of feeling hopeful, but feeling, like, utmost despair, yeah. And that's I hard to shake. It's really, really hard mm-hmm. to shake and to swallow. I hear you. Yeah. And I asked, I mean, I asked the same question, I think just yesterday to Jason, just because I've been away and kind of out of the loop, mm-hmm. just like what's going on in the world again? And is there any ray of hope here? <laughs> and he's always so optimistic, but it's hard to like have a solid answer because it's what you described kind of up and down um, and depends where you look. So something that's been helpful to me is just speaking my truth about it from, I hope, as loving a perspective as I can, which is do what you need to do. But like, for example, in my space, in my office here, I I don't allow masks. And my reasoning is simple. It's just, I want to see the faces of the families I serve. That's right. And I want to be able to have connection with them. And it's just, if that's not comfortable to you, then that's fine. This is just not the time that we're going to get to meet. Um, this is not the time that you'll come and sit at my free workshop. But you know, when I do have the workshops, which I have one coming up on Saturday, um, there's tons of people that will come. And there's tons of people that make a deliberate point of saying, thank you. Thank you for providing this safe space for people like us that don't want to wonder, and we don't want to conform, and we don't need to talk about it any more than that. You know, it's it's not like a haters club. It's just, this is the point. This is the space and come if you're aligned. Right. And so I think just continually speaking our own truth. It's not that my truth is someone else's. It's just, if we don't say it, then other people don't even kind of know where to go or, or that it's okay to feel the way you do. Right. Yeah. Weird though. <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah. In in so many ways, I mean, and you you and Jason have really been so helpful in helping me. It's been a sort of a proverbial like, psh, 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 like you're just kind of knocking me around on the face a little bit, and you're like, "Hey, wake up!" Like, remember, you're awake, <laughs> and I don't mean woke; I mean awake. Like, right. you, you 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 get it. Don't don't slip into those those habituated patterns of thought about like. A, a good example is is like, what does the data suggest about masks or whatever else? And it's like, I don't. I don't need the data to tell me about the masks. Right. What I want to do, Marin, is when you come to dinner, I want to have dinner with you and see your face and see your 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 nonverbal cues. And I, I, I want to connect with you in that way. 
and and you guys have really helped me in even in developing my business model help me appreciate like i don't need to serve everybody like not everybody is going to be serviced by somebody totally. who feels and, and it's very i'm very connected i'm very embodied i i am my happiest most free self right now because i lost my job <laughs> but <laughs> i keep saying that my sister's I like you are not jobless stop telling that to people and it's like well I'm kind of jobless, you know. Isn't that but, a good thing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole other topic. I think that's actually a good thing. People don't know what job actually means, but right. I get I get the sentiment. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um but you know, I'm not de- destined to work with every person. And the people that do resonate with me, we are going to thrive and heal together in ways that aren't that that the metrics aren't necessarily going to be able to tease out, you know, through the studies and all this other stuff and um, that's not to say that there's not a role for evidence-based medicine, everybody out there. It's just for this right now, I, the evidence is not helping me make decisions. I have to go inside and really decide. And and so as I resonate out my vision, naturally people who resonate with that vision are coming to me. Like I don't, I don't need to serve right. a thousand people. I need to serve 10 people <laughs> who resonate with what I'm doing. And I resonate with what they're doing and we're co-creating this life raft I talked about in our one of our previous episodes. Yeah, that's the way. I mean, yeah. that's, I think, what we are here to do even more so, given all this ridiculous nonsense, is just to really hone in on all of that, like why we're here, who we're meant to be with, and really respect that. So again, yeah, not forcing and it's just a way, I mean, all of this, like the masks, all that stuff, I've said it before, is just a way of making external what's on the internal. So That's right. it's not really a judgment thing. It's just like, oh, those are people that I wouldn't have hit it off with probably in the long run anyway. It's just becoming clear super soon right. <laughs> rather than later. So if you see it like that, it's like, oh, nothing is really lost. We're just getting to these connections quicker. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and and to and to make a quick comment about midwifery education, you know, you have created a very powerful program for people to learn the ins and outs of what it means to be have your feet on the ground as a birthkeeper, and that's going to be a different form of education than somebody gets if they're getting all of their information, let's say, from midwifery today. Um, and midwifery today is going to come after us, I know. <laughs> but, you know, midwifery today, they've planted their, fa- like, they have their values. That's their thing. And if that's resonant with you, that might be your path as well. The problem that I see there is like, okay, midwifery today, you've planted your flag. If you want to talk about evidence-based anything now, you've kind of lost my trust. <laughs> so, so if you're going to give me evidence about not getting vitamin K, I'm going to be questioning your entire ability Right. To look at medical literature, and 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 I'm you know anybody out there who wants to challenge me, four one two four nine eight one four four four. Call me up and cha- and I, I challenge you to convince me. Otherwise, I am, I am gifted in a couple things in the world, and one of those three things is interpreting medical literature because I have been arguing my way through residency. I used to carry a binder of papers. <laughs> I am the biggest goofy nerd resident OBGYN resident ever. And people are like, well, why are you doing this and that? And it's like, well, here's the paper. Here's why I'm doing it. Because they needed me to produce evidence to support the things that I had been observing and practicing 
which was really physiologic, natural birth in the hospital from like my second year in residency. And they were like, well, what's the evidence? Well, here's the evidence, guys. Like the evidence says nothing. And if we're going to get in the way of some natural process, you need to produce the evidence that that's the better way to do it. And so it's almost like just because we can doesn't mean we should. But midwifery today, you've exposed yourself as not uh-huh. being able to interpret medical literature. Uh-huh. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't contest you on any of those things. So I don't know who who would have the guts to, but yeah, I don't think that's even entirely it though, but I'll stop since yeah. we're at our 20 we minutes. Our I think 20. it's, yeah, it's like just an emphasis on like sickness and death and, you know, yes, we need to talk about those things, but um, do we want all our focus to be there? I guess is the question. And yeah, it's not going to be mine. That's at least Mm-mm. what I know for myself. Mm-mm. So good luck, I guess, to people that are, like you said, you know, holding, holding that down in all the ways. And, and mm-hmm. may we, I don't know, may, may this all be in the past at some point with good lessons for all. What else is there to wish? We still love everybody out there. We still love you all. Um, whether Regardless of your vaccine status, we still love you. <laughs> it's uh, totally. just an, a spiritual exercise at this point. Yeah. Sure as well. Thanks for a good chat. See you soon. Bye.